Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Down Wind, Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows, Cobra Archery, Additional support provided by Deer Camp Coffee and Yeti Coolers. Hey guys, welcome to the Boner Plant Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, tonight, along with Jamie and Tim and Matt from the ATA Show. Matt, how are you doing? Outstanding. How are you guys? Great. Not bad. So, we know life's been busy and it's been crazy and we're all on these type of video calls all the time. So I guess, I guess, I guess let's just start with the really important questions. What's going on at ETA? What's the plan and what's next? <laughs> let's get right to it. <laughs> You're not even going to ask- take up the next 45 minutes. <laughs> how have you been? How have you been? Man? You're not even going to ask me one at a time. I've been, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've given that answer and probably to you guys so many times that it starts to feel like I'm lying to people when I give it, but I think better than I probably ought to be. I, and I think the ATA is better than it ought to be. I think, you know, you asked how things are going. I think the industry forget better than it ought to be the industry is doing outstanding it i'm is. sure you guys yeah. are seeing That's, it yeah I, I haven't talked to a single shop or manufacturer who's not maybe they're not having a record year because it was so bad to start yeah. but they're having record months and quarters um the, the and forget that look at state license sales look at harvest records um there was a i want to say there was a youth turkey hunt weekend and now i'm forgetting which state and they took more they took more turkeys with that youth weekend than they normally take an entire season wow. yeah. this, this was last year um yeah. already so it, i mean and that's not that's not archery and bow hunting that's everybody i talk a lot with uh with marine with sport fishing uh with nssf um i mean outdoor rec the campgrounds, uh, ATV sales, they can't keep RVs in stock. They can't keep boats and people, people for the last year have wanted to get outside. And it's not like, you know, the last time you guys remember what the last arching bow hunting bump was, right? What caused that? Uh, crossbows. Stop it. <laughs> Movies, right? I mean, it was this big, it was yeah. this big, uh, it was this big entertainment bump. Hunger Games. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, that's why my daughter started shooting. Um, and and this is not that this isn't this isn't a fictional character that 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 made kids where it's going to wear off and yeah yeah this is this is literally i couldn't find meat in the grocery store right and so i i or 
I, they're not going to let me go see a movie. Well, I'm going to go outside. You know, yeah. all of that. It's been outstanding. I think this is sustainable. I, I think so too. And I, I think a lot of that, and you, I mean, the three, us three guys, Jamie, myself, um, and Dave have all witnessed that, you know, just personally, you know, when, when back before COVID and before all this stay at home and the gross rush, rush and all that stuff, um, it was hard to t- find time, right? You got to pick yeah. and choose your battles as to when you're going to go and how you're going to hunt and when you're going to hunt. Well, you know, we were able to, and, and bless, we're very blessed that we were able to maintain our, you know, our, our, our own jobs during this, but we were able to get out to hunt camp, you know, during the week and do our work from hunt camp and still hunt more than we ever had last year, just because we were able to free up that time. We'll talk about free time. And it's not, it's not just about folks have folks who've been able to keep their jobs and, and, and thank God, you know, jobs started coming back eight, nine months ago, big time. Right. But, but also you got so many, there are a ton of jobs where you can't work from home. But there are a ton of jobs where where before this, people were like, no, if I can't see you, I don't know you're working. That's not true anymore. And I don't care what that what that office job was. But now if you're working from home, my shoot, my wife's commute was sometimes two hours one way, 13 miles in Atlanta. She's saving that time. She's got time on her hands now that she didn't have before. That's not her. That's that's anybody working from home has a little extra time, and you're more efficient working from home a lot of times. So yeah, you got extra free time, and you you could get out. You know, maybe you can get out in the morning where you couldn't if you were trying to go to the office. Maybe you can go on an evening sit, afternoon sit uh, if you couldn't before. So yeah, I mean everything has changed, and and you know forget the people who want to say it's all been garbage and it's all been bad there have been some some positive that's come out of this for sure 100 percent, man yeah. I, I can't agree with you more and I, I think that that speaks volumes to the way the industry has responded too right i mean the the archery industry the outdoor industry in general um like you were saying they've had some record numbers coming in in regards to people getting more and more interested in being outside but they've also themselves, regardless of the sales and everything that are coming in, really were able to quickly move how they advertise, how they get in front of their people. Um, and they were able to really move into this digital world faster than anybody thought was possible for our industry that is, you know, historically behind the times, you know, in regards to advertising and marketing marketing and digitalization of their content so yes it's been great to see because there's at the same time there's still been this really serious push to go see your pro shop right to go see that person nearby you who can help you out um which and and that's another you know it's been really cool to see pro shops get more engaged with with uh with training and shoots and outdoor uh, outdoor target events and that kind of stuff where you know where before they may not have wanted to or didn't think it was important to their business well now in the last year i think a lot of them have discovered that for sure yeah i don't think there was a single company that we had on back in the fall season right when when everybody you know big sales in the fall time as always i don't think there's a single company that we didn't have on that didn't mention the dealer support that they provide and trying to push people into the dealers to, to make sure that they knew, Hey, dealers are still there. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're still open. Go see them. Our products are there. Go test them out. You know, I think that was the thing is everybody was so super supportive of that dealer network. It was amazing. Yeah, for sure. So 
what's so what's going on matt we got you gotta give us the lowdown what are you guys thinking i guess right now for next year what's what's the plan in your mind um never i think never more excited for a trade show and and that's not ata saying that that's me telling you what we're hearing what we're seeing um we typically this far out from a show uh, we might we might have anywhere from three to 400 uh, renewals of memberships. We're at, we're over 950 right now. Um, A ton of, of retailer excitement, uh, which is important. You know, it's, it's critically important that we've got manufacturers there who want to sell product to have product to sell product to show Uh, super important. If there aren't any buyers there, nobody's going, why would you come? Right. Uh, so really, really, uh, great energy from the retailer side of the membership for sure. And just in terms of membership renewals, um, you know, last year at this time, we were, we were having to delay and delay and delay and say, okay, we're not going to start any process until I think it was July, right? Well, booth selection is going to start May 18th. It's going to take us about a month uh to to kind of fill out the floor and see where we're at on this is it going to be the floor that we've had before no it's not there are companies who've changed the way they do business everybody has right so we we expect some change there what that's going to look like i don't have the crystal ball i would love to have one but we're we're prepared for some of that change um and then once once we see how that floor fills out then registration starts and and that's where really kind of the rubber meets the road of who's coming um but right now i can tell you sponsorship sales have been strong stronger than we anticipated um anecdotally interest in the show is stronger than we anticipated from from both retailers and manufacturers i i got a call out I, you know i i i'm debating whether to, i'm just going to do it i hate to call out one member over another right and and build them up because then somebody else is going to is going to feel bad but you got, i've done this enough with you you know i, I don't have much of a filter um <laughs> arrow uh, which is one of the buy one of the big archery buy groups did a great thing for their members and they knew we needed a little help right so so rather than encourage their members to to renew their memberships they just cut a check to ata and said okay historically if you've been a member of arrow and ata we're just going to renew you with ata right out of the gate well that that i mean a huge shot in the arm just just for commitment and they're they're with naba and and with other groups they're they're one of those who say you're coming to the show you know what if you if you're going to buy from us you need to come to the show so they were already reinforcing and, and being great partners for us anyway but that that was a i mean just to see that come across was huge um i, I think it sends a huge message to the retailers uh in the u.s and sends a huge message not just to their membership but but to our board of directors to the manufacturers to say there's a big commitment here um and and look i also i'd be a fool if i was going to sit here and tell you everything that i've heard has been positive it hasn't um you guys know that you hear and see the same things that we do um but the reality is we were in a we were in a very strong financial position as a trade association stronger than most nonprofit trade groups that I've talked to. Uh, thank God for Jay and the boards that that have been going back 21 years to build us to a point where we could withstand something like this. And it's not that we've withstood it. It's that we've come through very, very strong. Um, this last year was incredibly tough. 
uh, for us. While manufacturers and retailers, some of whom are having record years, right? We've already talked about that, but that doesn't trickle down to us. We didn't have a show, right? right. So we've got to fight through that year of not having a show. At the same time, you know, launching Bowhunters United, which is starting to gain a little traction, and and the board is is more passionate about making that successful than probably anything else we're doing right now outside of the trade show. Uh, so we've come through this, you know, able to start new things, able to continue to evolve the show, uh, and, and in a position that, that, you know, I started out saying I'm better than I ought to be. ATA is better off than it ought to be. ATA is better off than, than most of its contemporaries in the space. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited, and we're seeing that out in membership as well. Well, I think, you know, Arrow stepping up and doing what they did just kind of proves the faith that people have in your organization, right? I mean, it is it is an amazing, and everybody thinks the ATA show as an event, right? But it's not. You guys, It's not like you guys doing a show, shut down, and then pick it back up when the next show is starting. Yeah. Um, you guys do so much more than, than the ATA shows throughout the year, you know, within the industry and everything like that. And that just speaks volumes to, to how people view your, you, you know, the ATA the ATA in general in regards to what you do and what you give it back and how important you guys are in the industry. So kudos to you guys. Well, I appreciate that. And, and we've, we've heard that, especially from our board of directors more than we've heard most anything else, because, you know, one of the things we had to do is take a look at literally every penny that we're spending. And so rather than, rather than, you know, paying somebody else as a customer to do some work for us, we found folks in-house who could do that same work. We found, you know, people who could, who could code a landing page for a trade show in-house, somebody who's, it's a skill we didn't know they had. Um, you know, one of the, one of the, it sounds so bizarre now to look back and say it, but one of the, one of the coolest things that came out of those early few months of being locked down was the coloring book that we made available, especially to retailers, but any member, one of our staffers came up with that and, and, and designed it. And, and that just, just it seems like such a small thing now but you look back and you think about how how much of a struggle it was for parents to keep kids entertained and here we are this little archery organization trying to help in literally every way that we can and we found those those kind of surprising skills all over the team uh especially in those early few months i laugh because i you know i was home with two of them myself and uh yeah it's a challenge man. yeah <laughs> for sure you I can sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I've been, uh, I was going to say, uh, Matt, that uh, so during the um, the online ATA show this past year, um, you guys held and hosted the media summit, which we took part in. And um, I would say that these are the part awesome. of the things about the ATA that I think people don't might not realize sometimes is you guys are kind of like the glue that bonds everybody together and, you know, bringing together all these media organizations to work on one projects, hashtag let's hunt, which is what we were working on. It, you know, it's a genius thing and it helps everybody, you know, and it's, there's a, comes a point where somebody has to step up and say, we're going to be the glue and you guys come, we'll attach everything and we'll work together to grow the heritage. Cause unfortunately, if we, if we don't have an ATA or you guys aren't there to help bring that puzzle together, um, I don't see us working together individually. It just doesn't seem to happen in this industry. Um, unfortunately, other ones it does, but not this one. And I think that with you guys kind of like leading that charge, it works so good. So good. I, I appreciate that. And we, and we learned a lot. And, and Tim, I heard your comment about, 
uh, as Dave was talking there about how, how great the media summit was, I would say we came out of that saying we can do so much better. You know, it was great to, it was great to pull folks together, but we learned a ton about facilitating uh, a discussion like that and, and really came out with so many notes about what we could do better next time uh, to, to make it, to make it better for those watching, to make it better for you part, for you guys participating. But yeah, the hashtag let's hunt thing, um, you know, that I agree there, there are things, there's going to be a hand for every member, whether it's media member, manufacturer, retailer, distributor, whatever, there's going to be a handful of things where they look at what we can provide to members and they go, I don't need that. Shoot. That might be the majority of, of the roster of things that we can provide to members. They might say, I don't need that. I don't need you to help me procure insurance. I can do that on my own. But then there's other items like, like you just mentioned, uh, like our collaboration with other outdoor rec uh, industries um, where, where you can't, you couldn't do that as a standalone yeah. member. It's just not going to be possible. Um, sure. You can, you can do some grassroots lobbying as it were in your state on a, on a regional or local issue um, to do that nationwide as we just did to kind of try and re-educate every state director on, on some definition uh, issues. Um, it's just not going it, to, it's, it can be done, but it, the, the efficiency with which we can do that has been really great. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys just think what I love is that you guys, you guys aren't reactive, you're proactive in what you do, right? In, in regards to looking towards the future. And, you know, I, I equate that to kind of what you guys have going on with Bow Hunters United. And I, you know, I, I don't know if anybody, everybody listening even knows what that is. So I don't, you could start off map by just kind of explaining what that is. Um, so that people kind of get a sense of what you're trying to do there. Yeah, well, and then I heard you say, you know, proactive rather than react. We try, but I think the yeah. the other, it, we're not always going to be. We can't, Nobody's perfect, right? No, and, I mean, and, and sometimes we get too close to an issue to see something else that might be going on. So we're, I'm also proud of how we have been reactive when something has been brought to our attention. Great if we can, If we can take a step on it, we'll take a step on it. Now, when a retailer comes and says, you need to tell manufacturers when to release product, we can't. The law doesn't allow us to do that. I'd go to prison if we did that. I'm not willing to do that. So there's some things that we can and can't engage on. Bowhuntersunited.com um, and, and Bowhunters United on the socials uh, is really a gift from industry to bowhunters. Industry has, has for years, much longer than the three and a half years that I've been here, has for years been saying, boy, wouldn't it be great if bowhunters had a voice? Um, this is an attempt to give them that voice. Now, that said, the first thing we did was we executed a nationwide study to see if there was a place for an organization like this, most importantly, that would not leech off of existing conservation groups, existing organizations that are so important to whitetails, to turkey, to whatever species you want to go after, however you want to hunt. And it came back that, yeah, there's space for this. We can do this, you know, in a way that's not going to harm other existing great organizations. So yes, it's a place to give a voice to bow hunters. Uh, it's a place that, and we're building up uh, exclusive content, exclusive podcast, members only kind of stuff uh, that that um, we certainly hope to work with organizations like yours on. Again, not leeching off of existing audiences, but trying to build on those partnerships. Um, and really, you know, we're not even a year into it in its infancy. 
and trying to trying to build it slowly to a point where now we're ready to to try and take it much much bigger um you know however many millions of a couple million bow hunters out there a few million bow hunters out there maybe four and a half depending on who you ask you know if if we could get you know 10 15 20 percent of those to to get together how much policy change do you think that we could make for access for seasonality issues uh state by state or even at the federal level a ton um because right now there's not a single voice uh for strictly for bow hunters um and it really is about being a voice for folks who who want to approach it the right way and so um you know i'm i know i'm I'm probably not giving it its due, but I'd encourage folks just go out and search and take a look at it. You guys have been great partners from the outset for us on Bowhunters United. And, and it's anecdotally, we're hearing a lot. We're starting to get out into the field and go to consumer shows. We've already done one. Uh, you know, you guys were talking before we even started here about, uh, about how, and, and then once we started, you know, about how you're working from home and boy, are, are people traveling? I'll tell you, we just did a show in Wisconsin a few weeks ago, at Wisconsin Dells, and it was packed. And, and uh, we had a little Bowhunters United stand there. And I think we probably talked to 650 people who, who would be at least interested in taking a look at this. So that's one small event. Uh, and we're doing a whole lot more to try and spread that message. That's awesome, man. And it, so I, I got to say a couple of things. First of all, whoever created the logo, great job. It doesn't, it's not all about compounds. So you include guys like myself that love the crossbow. So that's great. Same people who did this one. <laughs> love it. And then number two, whoever created the shirt that you guys are saying um, that says, that's what he shed. Yeah. Raise. <laughs> we got, we're, we're, fortunate love that to work shirt, with, we're fortunate to work with some creative folks. <laughs> It's great, but you do, you got a lot of good information on the website. Um, actually some really cool gear to go and buy as well. I mean, I'm l looking through the, the different shirts and stuff that you guys have. It's pretty, pretty creative stuff. I like it. Well, and if you, if you, sh if you shoot, I don't care what kind of bow you shoot, but if you shoot any length of time and then you're starting to approach 50, like some of us might be, uh, you start to, every once in a while you develop an el elbow issue or shoulder issue, right? Back issue from time to time. So I, I'm fortunate to have gotten to know a, uh, a, a local chiropractor who's not much of a chiropractor. He is a chiropractor, but he does more like training work. So he's helped me kind of build that strength so I don't injure myself so much shooting the bow. Uh, and, and that was my Christmas gift to him was was the membership in one of the gift boxes awesome. uh and and he was over the moon he's a he's a you know he's a lifelong bow hunter um he's he's now doing a lot of suburban bow hunting here uh north of atlanta uh and and kind of helping communities in that way but that was he was i i swear to god i thought this guy was going to cry when he got this thing it was great yeah i'd love to yeah. when when we get you on again um really talk about as this evolves a little bit more what what it is that that bowhunter united is really you know doing I, I know that you guys are are looking at doing a lot of advocating out there in the industry yep. um legislation and otherwise and i think there's a lot of really good topics out there for the for the bow hunting industry um to really dive into and 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 that is one of the things i mean we talk about on this show every now and again just the nature we're in michigan right so we you know we we know michigan very well in regards to what's going on and there's been some things that have happened, you know, in, within our own, you know, rules and regulations for, for the hunting industry that we question. 
Like, is, is this legit? Is this, you know, is this the way the industry going? What are other states makes doing? this choice? Yeah. And that's <laughs> what I love is that you guys can bring guys all that together from, very from a perspective. So, yeah. well, yeah. And, and, and important, I hate to go down that rabbit trail, but I'll do it. <laughs> well, that's, see, Come on in. You, you, you ate yeah. the carrot, my friend. Really important when you, when you guys hear about something like that, and anybody listening to that, when you hear about an issue like that, if if it's a if it's a hyper local issue, we might not be able to help, and it might right. not be something that we can engage on. But at least let us know right? Because if one state is considering something, I guarantee you others have thought about it because yeah. those state directors all talk. They all know each other. That's why Dan Forster is such a value to us because he sat in that seat here in Georgia for so many years. They all know each other. They all talk. And, and if one state is talking about it, if one state's board is talking about it, there are others talking about it. So you, you let us know anytime you hear that. And, and like I said, we can't dive in on every issue, but right. the, the goal for for BU is that at some point, maybe we can't, you know, maybe there is an action alert that can go out and you can email, email your, uh, your state legislature to, to address an issue that's hyper local and, and of concern to bow hunters, not necessarily industry, but to a bow hunter, right? right. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's also an important distinction. Do you guys as bow hunters agree 100% with what what a manufacturer wants to do? You don't. And the manufacturer doesn't necessarily agree 100% with what a bow hunter wants to see happen in conservation or, or within their within their marketing plan, right? Yeah. Um, so how can these two work? Well, the, the goal here, and, I, and, I'm, and I've said this to others before, the goal here is to stand up Bow Hunters United and, and teach it teach it to a point where it can run on its own. Uh, yeah. That's the goal. It needs something to stand it up. An industry is standing it up right now. Um, but the intent here is to is to create a community of bow hunters that can speak for themselves. Uh, and, and that's where we that's where we expect to get pretty needed. And I love it. And I love it because there are so many times that within the bow hunting community, there's a lot of infighting that occurs. I think that stuff like this that builds a community amongst hunters and specifically bow hunters can do nothing but good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So Matt, last couple of things I want to ask you about. Number one, how are you doing? Great. Get work. How's things going? Great. Uh, I did not hunt. I did not hunt this year. Um, you know, I, and that was a family, that was me putting family guilt on, you know, my wife, my wife works as well. And, and her, her business has been really good, surprisingly. Um, and, but, you know, she's not able to get out and her, do her thing. Our daughter was not able to get out. You know, she's in her senior year of high school and not able to really go and do the things that a senior does. Yeah, that's horrible. And so kids, how, so. I did not feel, I didn't feel right about going. Um, and, and I did a bad thing. I've been feeding deer and getting deer on the game camera in the backyard for so long that now my wife is on the verge of naming them. And so I can't, <laughs> I'm continuing to work that because what, I, what, are they, what do they call that when, when you're with your kidnapper so long that you start to feel like part of them? I forget what they do. Uh, Stockholm know. syndrome. Yeah, right? stock, yeah. That's what it is. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I, I am, I, I am, uh, I am guaranteeing not you, the audience, but myself that I am killing a deer in my yard next season there we go man not i love going it. through another season these things were out here terrorizing me yesterday evening as i was working on the you got a lot of wood in the background you better knock on that wood because you never know what's going to happen even though you're going to yeah, i know 
I know. So no, I, 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 I intend to get back at it with a vengeance, and and I don't know if I'll I'll fill my my ten antler list in two bucks next year here in Georgia, but I want to get close here, and I'd love to do it in my own backyard. I love it, man. Um, but yeah, not having not hunted, I have I have been shooting the target bow a lot more, um, which is which has been great i love it um and that's that's always really been kind of mental health uh i i did shoot in a league a little bit an adult league a little bit uh back in texas before we moved here and there is a great league here just a few minutes from me at the gun club uh but um i'm not for me it's about i'd rather just stand on the line alone yeah. and just not think about anything but yeah. but just you know trying to trying to beat what i whatever i did the day before absolutely uh, all right, Matt Corman, ATA, appreciate it, man. We know you got to go. You're busy. Go hang out with those kids, man. Have a appreciate good one. the heck out of you guys, really. Thank, thank you for the work that you do. Uh, thank you for, for the work you do, educating your audience and, and being a great partner to us and just being a great voice for, for bow hunters out there, uh, wherever they might be. Really appreciate the heck out of you guys. Thanks, Matt. You guys, Thanks, you guys have a good one. Appreciate it. I'm interested to see, you know, and I don't, the, the issue I think, before matt and what's going to happen i think for him and, and what makes it confusing is he might not have a choice on what's going to happen in indiana right because there are going to be rules and regulations and things around the states and all that with covid and all that so i mean it might not be where they actually have a choice they have to plan something but you know yeah i, I you know to me i, I see it more as a, an advocacy group right i mean a group that can bring a common idea from the members and have people that are pushing those ideas within the legislature, right? A lot of what happens like on the federal government side where you have companies that are going after, you know, senators and, and congressmen to, to try and get their points across. I think that could be the real benefit yeah. of uh, something like this. Now, to me, if I was going to put a hurdle in place, the honest to God hurdle that I see is that there is still a lot of infighting within the, within the bow hunter community, right? Yeah. There, there's people that, that believe that um, traditional is the only way to go. There's people that believe, you know, compounds the only way there's, and we've talked about this point many times, there's people believe that crossbows cheating and air bows shouldn't be allowed, you know? So it's that type of, you know, trying to break through all of that noise as to what is this really about? And at the end of the day, our message, I think, along with what I hope their message would be, is that it's hunting, guys. It's hunting, yeah, and that's what it's about. It's about and, the heritage. It's about getting people base. outside. Yeah. So it's not about your views of how you should take a deer or take an animal. It's the view of the heritage, period, and preserving that heritage. Yeah. Like I always said, you pay for a tag, you paid for the deer. It doesn't matter what you use to get the deer. Right. But that actually, that actually wasn't what I was talking about. I was talking about the ATA show going forward or not going forward. Uh, I, in person. I, th I, think by th I think by then states like Kentucky and, and Indiana will, won't have that big of a mandate anyway. Well, that's what I'm just – all I'm saying yeah. is it's not necessarily going to be in their court necessarily. All they can do is plan. Yeah. Yeah, and, but I think all you can do is, is plan, plan for the best, you know, plan – plan it out so that you hope for the best but plan for the worst at the same time i mean i think they've probably learned a lot of lessons over this last year to say yeah we're gonna we're gonna bank on having an in-person show there's nothing indicating at this point that we're not going to be able to 
but they're, they're going to have to have a plan B in their back pocket. Yeah, there may right be a, another, a lower limit than last time, right? Yeah, you don't you know, know what kind of restrictions are going to be in place. In, yeah. COVID-20 might hit at that point, too. Who That's knows? What I, you know? I just don't know what's going to happen now with what, the way the world is today now after all yeah. this. But I will say this, you know, if, if the ATA was to open full bore, and let's say that the ATA is allowed to go, you know, unlimited people, whatever, you know, 20,000, whatever the max is for those buildings, I think, I personally think with the amount of money these companies are making today, like, cause they're selling everything that you're going to see the ATA rocking and rolling. Like it's never been. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, everybody's going to want to go this year and not just go, but like, they're going to come hot and heavy spending cash, like, you know, big billboards. And I mean, I don't think you're going to see, like, I think when, when it's, when, when everybody can go, I guarantee you it's going to be big again, like it used to be. Like when Bowtech had a Harley Davidson come in and they're throwing bows out and giving shirts everywhere and, you know, it'd be big explosions. And honestly, I think it's going to come. I think, I think you're going to see with a lot of this money that's being made today in this industry, you're going to see them spending a lot more. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of pent up excitement about it. I, I, you know, as big as what it once was, I, I think, you know, my gut feeling says, you know, a lot of these companies have moved away from the big launch day that used to happen at ATA, right? They used to have huge launch. ATA was the day that everybody launched, right? Yeah. Now you got a lot of people launching early before, you know, a lot of people are launching in October and November and, and unless they get away with that, there's not a lot of big, you know, there's not a lot of big hype products that you can, that you're going to be launching at ATA unless you're ready to premiere your 2022s. Not, not yet. But what I'm saying is, if they know it's coming and they're gonna go hot and heavy, they're they will all keep something to launch. Right. Not all of them, but right. I know for sure. Like Botac, right. I know they'll keep something to launch. Yeah. For that show, and yeah. I, I, I think it's gonna be very interesting. You know, I, I'd be excited to go. You know, part of me, part of me, you, you got to think like, okay, maybe, maybe if they are even open up, are there gonna be other regulations? Like, in order to get in, you have to have a vaccine card. You know, and, and or, is that going to no be media. people going forward? And if that happens, yeah. is our industry the the group of people that aren't going to get that by and large? You know what I mean? In yeah. regards to their political views or personal views or whatever. So I think there's still a lot of X factors there. But yeah. you know, if if it's able to be as open as possible with little restrictions, I think it's going to go extremely well. Could this be? I feel like over the next couple of years, like I. I like, I kind of want to have, I think one of these years come up, we really should have our own booth. Like, I'd really think I'd like that ATA show. That'd be sweet. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I mean, this whole COVID thing has helped us. Oh, right? helped us the, the virtual stuff that they did with us, um, number one. But number two, that, that shift in the industry to move towards online digital content, it yeah. really, I mean, it, to me, it accelerated by five years what yeah. we saw happen. Right. Sure. it was funny how how long were we saying that and nobody's well, we've been saying that for still years. still doing you know magazine ads still dropping yeah. you know 100k and I, I mean like tv shows no I, I think it'd be i think it'd be extremely exciting and fun to have an actual booth at the ata show i really do and and if we were to do that I think we would definitely have to invest in like a really nice clothing line to sell. Cause that's what you would, we would sell there, you know, is like clothing to, to pro shops that would sell it at their pro shop at a dealer pricing or whatever. But I think it would be very cool because 
you know, you'd see our hats and shirts and stuff like that all over the country, you know, in different spots. And who knows, you get one big dealer come in and say, you know what, we'll take 10,000 and put them everywhere. You know what I mean? You just don't know. It's not about the money. I'm not suggesting like, oh, we're making this money on shirts and hats. No, I'm just saying it'd be fun to go to participate in that type of business, you know, and like, you know, sell some shirts, hats, but also talk to people in person. You know, there's a lot of pro shops that see our videos, lots of them. Yeah. And they say, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> this guy's okay. Or I hate this guy, whatever, but at least you can well, have those conversations in person. Those, but the- whether we do or don't, we, we say it like we mean it. And that is, you know, for right or wrong, the normal bull hunter. Oh, I, mean, I don't care. I know it doesn't I mean? bother me. I, I would love having conversations. I don't know my stuff as much as a lot of people. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying it would be nice to see people in person and talk about different products that are there and, and yeah. have like, have like a little booth in our booth of podcasting, have elite come over, have Botech come over. Have yeah, it makes it much easier to schedule and, it that way than to, oh, for trying, sure. to, trying to bust in when they're trying to sell stuff. So Correct, yeah. And you even have a lot, do it live, right? So you can ask the question, people can ask questions right then and there live, you know, Bowhunter Plant live at the ATA show. It'd be kind of exciting. Or maybe ATA, Matt, maybe ATA will have an area we could go live in that's uh, made for that. Like you guys did last year or two years ago, right? You guys did a talking live thing, right? Yeah. Yep. But maybe we sure can get did. our own little table area where we can go live. That's you know maybe partially in the building and partially live online. On what we should Bowhunt do. United what we should do Plan. is set up a secret location, right? Secret and so and so we'll do a giveaway. Ted Nugent, in order to win the, the giveaway, they have to find our secret location. It'll Ooh. be like a scavenger to find us and you have to find clues and the clues will, like take you to Botech to look at their yep. bows the bear to... yeah go over to Botech right now and ask them ask them for this and then on the back of it it'll have a you clue. shoot the bow and yeah. then once you shoot the bow you go pull the arrow like out with the clue behind it i like Ooh, it. I like it. this is getting intriguing you do a little scavenging so we'd be the prize the prize is us yeah. the new bow. i think we should make a shirt with tim's face on it like a flesh t- colored one like that uh tide commercial we should we should we should do another <laughs> we should do another um ensemble like we did for the um the skin on the trailer yes yes that was fun i think we should i love doing that kind of stuff to me that's like we should just pick out new outfits start looking online we'll find some funny stuff there right. i love doing that kind of stuff i think that's stone fun. cold steve austin for jamie you, you guys have no idea done. how much i can use that stuff though like when those are done like they they become part of everything you can take someone out put them here put them there put them here put them there put them there you know it just makes yeah. it a lot easier for promoting things that we're doing you know to have all that yeah no doubt man so that's something we definitely need to do soon like in the next couple of months here because i you know for coming up this year it's gonna be a busy year i'm telling you guys uh so like i was saying earlier tim i i don't know if you caught it earlier but you know we take july off as usual we do like a summer break and then right um we'll pre-do videos during that time and audio for you guys and what we'll do now is the next couple weeks we'll film multiple podcasts about different specific topics that we'll launch during that time while we're out but we'll take a couple weeks off and uh reset and then a lot of you know it's been a strange year because like i said i don't even we don't have expedition bows yet like a lot of the bows aren't even here yet right that's it's just really slow and trying to get this stuff in and unfortunately it's taking time and it's 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 become kind of just a lot different for us not normal yeah it's gonna come hot and heavy for sure correct normally this would be the latest we'd ever get any bow for review so like right now we are long past you know pse isn't here that was already it's still on order and i'm sure the marking bows just keep getting bumped back you know (laughs) 
So that's kind of what's happening, but, uh, yep. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to do a bow battle Royale this year. It's put me in a weird spot. I really want to do this battle Royale 2021, but you know, I might just have to do it just based on information I find online. That yeah, grip, I mean that's possible, that, that, right? That grip I mean, looks awesome. That grip looks awesome. You could do a stat comparison. I, sure. I was thinking about that. Yeah, for sure. So. And I can still compare the ones we've done. We've done probably eighty percent. No, I'd say sixty percent are done. Yeah. So it's not that we couldn't do all of them, but anywho, all right. Awesome, well, man. That was the ATA, Matt Corman, uh, the the fearless leader of the ATA. And, love uh, Matt, man. Such a great guy. What a, yeah, he's awesome, man. I love having him. He's been on a few times now. And, uh, you know, it's great because he he doesn't sugarcoat it. He kind of jumps right to it. And that's why I asked him straight up, you know, what's going on, right? Just tell us what's going on. Let's get, let's get through the hard part. <laughs> well, you, you know, the thing is, too, is that he is so open to criticism right? He knows that they're not going to, that they're not doing everything right. And you said that himself, yeah. we came, we came away with certain aspects of what went on with, with pages of notes as to what we could do better. Yeah. That right there tells you how good that leadership is. Yeah. When, it, when they, when they say there and when they say no, I mean, you said it was good, Tim, that's great. We thought it could have been better. How yeah. amazing is that for a leader? Yeah. And when we first met Matt, I think he was on, we were back in the studio maybe two years ago. We, when we, when he first came on the show at the, at the end of the show, we actually talked to him about things we didn't like about ATA and yeah. things that we had issues with. And, uh, we, he, he, like he took, he listened to everything and it was just all, you know, it's us nitpicking. Right. But we're like, you know, we think the ATA should be doing this, but guess what? They're doing that. The media summits, that's part of those conversations in the beginning. Like, why, yeah. are, why aren't we doing like something where you're getting everybody involved and sure enough, you know, as invite comes to Boner Planet, Hey, join us on the media summit. Right. So he's not only listening, but taking actions that were never done before. I mean, I've never talked to an ATA yeah. employee until I talked, yeah. until I met him. Right. And so I feel like he's really, and now I talk to all of them all the time. So I think he was a, a huge blessing for our industry and uh, the right guy to run that for sure. And now Absolutely. he's been put into this hard spot because this is not normal. Normally he runs an ATA show. Now all of a sudden there's no ATA show because of this pandemic right so yeah but i couldn't think of a better person to be truthful and open correct. with their members yeah. to be able to work through this understanding that nobody knows what what could really happen right yep. you got to plan for the worst hope for the best absolutely and i would suggest anybody who has you know any negative feelings about ata or things they don't like about it, just tell them they're they're so open and that might actually you know change something they're doing that might help help the better and at least in your mind and maybe not but you know hey like I said, it's different than I've ever experienced uh, working with the ATA over the years. So it's been great. It's been a great. Very good, years. man. Very excited. So anyway, that's it. Bye-bye. We'll see you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Dave from the Boner Planet Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please give it a like and a thumbs up, share it with a friend and let's help build archery together. Also special shout out to Dead Down Wind and Tinks for title sponsoring the show. And also all of our other great sponsors, you can find all of them in the link below on this podcast and or in video on YouTube, Facebook, there will be links below. Thanks for watching. We love you guys. Take care and be safe.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.